Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me is Matt. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know where I am. It's a new secret, top secret location that has not not been disclosed. The the previous place was burnt to the ground because someone found out where he lived, and he couldn't have that, so it was was burnt to the ground, and he's he's moved to a new location. That's what's happened. I might be in a secret base in the moon, and I might not be. I might be in the next room, but the thing is, you guys will never know. <laughs> See, I don't even know if you mean the next room to me or the next room to like whoever's listening to this. He might be in the next room. I'm in the next room uh, to the old room. The, uh, the, the podcast is coming from inside the house. <laughs> exactly. I'm in your head right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Matt moving house is why, because obviously Connor's on vacation. That's why he's not here. Mm-hmm. We planned mm-hmm. for that. We thought we could still record on the usual day, but Matt was ended up having to move house uh, on yeah. that day, and then his internet wasn't set up, so we had to push it another yeah. day after that. So we're recording this on Monday night, which is really weird. We've never recorded on a Monday night before. It's downright no. bizarre. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. It's, it's only two days till the new books are out. It's weird. Yeah. It's short. I mean, short time. Yeah. Take- Take advantage of it. So, so yeah. So, so for most people, by the time you hear this, it'll be a Tuesday, which means the new books are out tomorrow. So, apologies for that. But hey, back to normal <laughs> next week. My, my, my cats are fighting behind <laughs> me. It's distracting. So, uh, back to normal. Already. Yeah, back to normal. Um, so, so yeah. We talk about DC Comics on this show coming up on this week's episode. Damn it, cats. Will you stop chasing each other? I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. My dog's laying peacefully over here. Uh, no more hardwood floor. Oh. So, yeah. So nice. no more clip clop of the thunder dog. We can cancel no, that order be... for the yeah the, the doggy slippers uh, which we're going to yeah. have to buy them just to keep them quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, so yeah. No. So coming up on this week's show we have one room in fifty six which is the next part of the the witching hour crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Superman number four, Detective Comics nine ninety, the Flash number fifty six. We do not have Mr. Miracle. That was pushed, so I'll just take that off the list. Sad. <laughs> that was sad indeed. Um, we do have... We do have... What was the last one I said before that? I've just switched to a different list because I realised this one was out of date. Um, I said Flash. It's a tech Flash, I said, yeah. I said Flash 56. Uh, then we have Supergirl 23, Catwoman number 4, Titans 27, Hawkman number 5, and Plastic Man number 5. So that's what's coming up on the week's show. Um, I actually only just realised when I was doing this list earlier that Sideways is usually out this week, but it's actually out in week 3 this month. But Yeah, it is, isn't it? Week 3 is pretty quiet, so I'm actually... I'm okay with something being pushed to week three it's, it's, it's fine <laughs> i can live with that yeah uh but yeah so that, that's the books that are coming up um so there was no news there was actually there was zero there was exactly zero news for the show this week and then about half an hour before we went to record the solicits for january went up so i've not actually had time to even look at them yet because it was just before we started to record and i had a lot of things to do um but for the sake for the sake of interest, I do want to glance at some of the new stuff, um, the the Young Justice stuff, because you weren't even here last week to talk about the announcements of no. Young Justice. It's 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 a dual edged sword. It's like, hey, I love these characters, but hey, these aren't the same characters. Cool. What do you mean by that? Are you upset? So, what were you upset about? I mean, like, look, I'm excited that Connor and, and Bart are back, but it's it's. 90s Connor and, and Bart. Those are the versions that are endeared to me. So, but I have an open mind. 
Bendis mm. has not let me down at DC yet. So, you know, yeah. open minds. So we have solicits for these books now. The the, the four, well, I think all four are here. I've, again, I've not looked through the solicits shit. I'm, I'm doing this completely on the fly. This is complete live entertainment. Um, but we have solicits for Young Justice here. Uh, I'm noticing the first issue of Young Justice, which is out on the 9th of January, is a bigger issue at $5. It's a 40-page book. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought I'll read the solicit for this because we, we, we got a, a little bit in the, the original announcement, but not, not like the, the official thing. So... Uh, when the nightmare dimension known as the Gem World invades Metropolis, these teen heroes reunite to deal with the situation. But they're shocked to discover the battle may be the key to the return of Connor Ken, aka Superboy. I was going to say who, but they just told me. They literally just said aka Superboy. Exactly. <laughs> this mix of fan favorites and new legacy heroes will be the center point for some of the biggest goings ons at DC. If that weren't enough, Bendis reunites with all star artist Patrick Leeson uh, for this book, blah, blah, blah. Um, so. So this is kind of the start of the the, the, the Wonder Comics line, um, and we have uh, a new Teen Green Lantern, and we have uh, I thought it was Jenny Hex. This solicit says Jenny Hex with an I, so I, I I don't know if this is a typo in the solicit or if it was always or, meant to be yeah. Jenny. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah. I think my dogs are chasing my cat. So. Oh, good. We got animal yeah, chaos at both households. That's, yeah. that's nice. I'm I'm, I'm going to take a peek real quick just to <laughs> make sure. In the, me- in the hey, meantime, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to talk over him, but then he started shouting at the, the shouting at the dog. So, yeah, uh, back. Yeah. Uh, so, so no. So we got the Teen Lantern, and uh, are you on board with the idea of a Teen Lantern who has hacked the Green Lantern uh, instead of being picked? Because Connor had a problem with this last week. It's 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 very much Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Just brought over to dc so in that way I, it feels a little lazy you know i like the whatever. concept i like the concept yeah, it's, oh. i always liked from from the uh, uh batman beyond universe like the the, the young green lantern mm. you know because it, it broke that mold it's like well why can't a younger person be fearless and and get a green lantern ring i i guess so, i don't know if this was ever stated i assume it was at some point i imagine some point in the green lantern history this has been mentioned yeah. but maybe it's just a simple case of they don't pick anyone under 18 because it's a police force <laughs> well but but there is that sudarian from uh from from venditti's run that she was like 14 oh okay. well, news to me i didn't read venditti's run matt news to me yeah, well, we, we talked about her you know, she she became not a central figure, but she popped up during the, you know, when uh, Tomar Ray, yeah, Tomar Two, one of the Tomars from Zudar, was doing that whole thing. I, I feel I feel like you're expecting me to remember you and Connor's conversations about a book that I didn't read mm-hmm. a lot more than I actually do. Oh, um, I'm just saying we we did point out her age. She was quite young yeah. when she was selected, but you know, so. Um, so no, uh, I believe forty young justice, uh, and then we also get the solicit for Naomi issue one. So this was a mystery. This was like, what's Naomi? It's a new character, but what is, what is who is Naomi? Uh, so here's what's in the solicit: When a fight between Superman and Mongol crashes into a small northwestern town, Naomi, and then question mark last name, mm-hmm. as if you know, they're, so they're teasing that they don't know, or right. they they know, but they're, they're pointing out that we shouldn't know yet. Uh, begins a quest to uncover the last time a superpowered person visited her home and how that may tie into her own origins and adoption. So she's kind of a mystery character by intention, by design. Sounds something. Had you not said uh, Superman and Mongol, 
it would have sounded like a, a Bendis creator owned. Mm. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of mystery. Bendis is uh, co-writing this with David Walker. Um, and Jamal Campbell's on the art. As we knew that anyway, but uh, worth mentioning. Yeah. That's out on the 23rd of January, so that appears to be the third week. Oh, no, that's the fourth week, actually, because it's a five-week uh, month. Uh, so, cool. Um, first issue of the other History of the DC Universe is out, the uh, John Ridley book, the Black Label. Excited for that. Yeah, that's out in the, the fifth week. That is a $8.64 page book. It's a meaty one. Uh- yeah, so that, that's another thing. Uh, moving 22 boxes of books. <laughs> oh. I'm, I am going digital for the most part. Yeah, I was wondering when this was going to come up because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I heard the complaints. So, <laughs> as, as much as I want that, you know, in my personal collection, I just think downloading it and keeping it in the cloud yeah, is al- much better. Also, you're hearing 64 pages and you're like, that's like three comic slots in a box. That's like, that's triple the weight. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you could just not move again. I mean, that's always. <laughs> I mean, we could, but you know, that's unrealistic <laughs> because stuff happens. And right now they're in the garage because uh, we moved to a smaller place, and I don't have as much room. So I'm. It's like playing Tetris before. It's it's trying to fit them in. So we'll see. Um, yeah. where well, it goes. So here's something. So obviously, uh, one of the things that's coming out this week. At DC is the 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 horror anthology book, or was it last week? I know this it was, was last week. week. Um, and we're going to cover that in week five because it's a big book, and week five's quiet, so we're going to do it in week five. Yeah. Um, seems that there's going to be a there's a there's a romance uh, anthology book coming out on the fifth week in in January. Uh, it's called Mysteries of Love in Space. Uh, includes writers James Tynion the fourth, Saladin Ahmed, who's typically been at Marvel recently. Uh, so that's interesting. I don't uh, recognize it. I, I know him from Twitter. I've seen him post on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Cecil Castellucci, Kyle Higgins, Jeff Loveness, and others. Uh, and then some artists, uh, Tom Grumet, uh, Grumet sorry, uh, Kyle Holtz, Elena Casagrande, uh, Max Dunbar, and others. Uh, covered by Jill Jones. Uh, the cover is interesting. It appears to be Lois in like an old-timey astronaut suit. Uh being ro- romanced by Darkseid as Superman looks very angry. So this appears to be a wacky <laughs> anthology book. I'm looking for this in the solicits right now. What's it called again? Mysteries of Love in Space. Mysteries of Love in Space. Interesting. Here's, here's the solicit. Uh, sometimes love yeah. can make you feel like you're from another planet. But what if you actually are? Join Superman, the New Gods, Green Lantern, Starro, Hot Girl, and even the Teen Titans' new sensation, Crush, for eight tales of romance that will whisk you to the moon and back. Wow, they're really going for it on that one. L- love and space. Uh, wait, what the hell is this? This has James written all over it. It, it does, actually. Uh, so, yeah, again, not looked at these before. I'm, I'm, we're discovering things. Superman 100-page Super Spectacular Issue 1. Also, also a week five book. Uh, Ten dollars is is uh, ninety six pages. This beast. Uh, this is written by Marv Wolfman. And art by Claudio Castel- Castellani. Uh, so this is the best Superman story I've ever written. So says the living legend Marv Wolfman. Uh, when you've written hundreds of Superman stories as he has, it means a great deal. This gem of a tale, written and drawn from two thousand six to two thousand nine, for Superman. Co- oh, so oh, it's a reprint. Never mind. <laughs> Why is this near the top? I thought this was something I don't, I don't know. interesting. Damn it. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I will say I found the mysteries in love and space, yes. and um, I, I I quite like that cover. I figured you would. It seemed like your it, kind of it, thing. It's very retro futurist. Uh, yes. And the Superman cover is not bad on this one either. But if it's a reprint, then yeah, that's so, weird. I'm just going to control F through the here for the annual since it's a week five yeah. uh, month. Uh, Curse of Brimstone's getting an annual. Not that we have to. Well, Connor has to be concerned about that, <laughs> but we don't have to be concerned about that. Um, the Flash is getting an annual number two. Uh, it's a Heroes in Crisis tie-in. Oh, that means that means Wally related stuff probably with Barry. Ouch, that hurts. Still. Yeah, Barry's grief and guilt following Wally. Oh dear. Uh, so that's that's a uh, week five annual in January. We're getting a Justice League annual number one. Uh, this one's by Tynan uh, and Scott Snyder. So I assume some. Uh, wait, what the hell is that cover? Does Batman got heat vision on this cover? What's going on? <laughs> what, 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 which one is it? Justice League annual. Obviously, no. Okay, let's see. He does. <laughs> Janet Kent. Uh, but there's also some Kirby crackles around there, so I'm wondering if it's a because mm. it looks like they're on the source wall, so it could be the Omega as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Teen Titans annual. That's the Adam Glass series. Uh, that's a that's annual issue one in January, um, and that's it. That's 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 the that's your wax. So there's three annuals, but there's a big love anthology that's you know, eighty mm-hmm. pages. Um, as well as the other history of DCU, which is another sixty pages. So, uh, meaty week five. Uh, yep. In terms of meaty books, so, uh, so I just wanted to glance through the solicits. There, obviously, we're not had time to scour them properly. I didn't want to delay the show anymore to do it because you know we're late right. as it is. Uh, but yeah, a lot going on, a lot going on. Uh, so, and Batman Creature of the Night number four is only just coming out in January. Damn, that got delayed. <laughs> Massive. That was, that was a like, lot of delays. I'm looking forward to reading it when it's all done and I can read it in the, the collected yeah, I format. Mean, but. We went over it uh, when I didn't read issue two. Then it might just read better in one setting. Setting? Not setting. I mean, I, I really liked issue two, but then issue three didn't come for a long time. Right. And then by the time it came out, I was like, well... And I'm glad I didn't read it now because now it's been... Yeah. What, eight months maybe by the time this comes out <laughs> between issues? I don't know what, what it'll have been. But... Hey, would you? Have? So yeah, So obviously, if there's anything else interesting in the solicits, by all means, do point them out to us uh, yes, on the tw- on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast. Love to love to see them. Like I say, uh, what's the saying? We're going by the the seat of our pants. Seat of our pants. Thank you. That's yeah. that's the phrase. Mm. All right. All right, Matt. I can talk- stop looking at them. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about books. Let's let's yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some let's jump comments. into the witching hour the witching hour yeah so what did you think of the first part just before we dive into i mean it's it's a typical dc magic story so mm. like i'm semi-invested but talk about going by the seat of your pants it feels very i don't want to say rushed because it just makes it sound sloppy and it doesn't but it picked up and went very quickly based off of the end of justice league dark um yeah, that was that was kind of the thing. Is it? It just feels like it's continuing just like Dark's plot more than anything else. It just happens to be right. in some issues of other things as as it's going. Right. Although, as I pointed out last week, Tynan said that he'd been trying to get DC to let him do a crossover for October, like a, a horror theme crossover for right. years. So I think he planned it as a crossover, but at the same time, um, it does just kind of feel like oh, it's just like Dark's next story. So yeah, 
and, and with you know, I like when there's crossovers that make sense where that's not just thrown in because you know zero year comes to mind. Yeah, you know where we had all these these wild ones just because like why did we need a Superman zero year? Um, yeah, in action that one time. Uh, so so at least with Wonder Woman, she's on Justice League Dark. So and I'm very much invested into this whole Hecate, uh, you know, triple triple goddess whole thread like i did unnecessary amounts of research on hecate <laughs> so. I, ex- I expect no less i expect no less yeah. so this is wonder woman oh. issue 56 this is james town in the fourth uh, and emanuela lupacino on the art uh so this was kind of the fallout of the big because obviously the, the first issue last week was the big opening of the big death and the, this massacre oh. with the are you afraid yeah. of the dark reference which i'm not forgetting by the way it's not, yeah. it's not been forgotten um so submitted for the approval and it's basically them going to Cersei for help this issue. And, it, you know, it has a bit of mystery where you don't know where they're going at first. And it's like, why are they getting a yep. unicorn? What's going on? And then they go to Cersei. Um, who, can, can you imagine my emotions that went through when Cersei showed up and it wasn't the Rucka Cersei? I, I might have yelled. And then a couple pages later I went, oh, yeah, oh, that's well, a reaction. yeah, it was a it was a meta joke because she, she's like, yeah. oh, forget, because it was like at first she's like, oh, let's do the big, you know, the, the comic book theatricality, and then yeah. she realized, oh, she, she's the symbol, she's the Hecate symbol. She's like, oh shit, yeah. this is this is serious. Okay, never mind, normal, normal yeah. Cersei. And I was like, okay, yeah. that was kind of funny. That was, that was that was like, oh, I, yeah. I, I like the theatrics of the whole thing. Yeah, and so that's a character that you know she, much like any of the other gods, I like when they write them as. They're playing their own game, so their allegiances shift. So sometimes she might be an enemy to Diana, but this is bigger than both of them. So, you know, they're going to be on the same side for this. Yeah, she hugs on everything. It's very, yeah. it's very friendly. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's all for helping. And um, so, they, so they, go, they, they sit around, and ultimately Zatanna's not very pleased where Wonder Woman's plan ultimately goes, which is... Oh, you know what? This this repel the upside down man because that was one of the interesting things that uh, that came up in this issue is that Hecate and her five chosen where she's put her power because someone tried to you know sorcerers tried to steal her power way back when so she hid it in five people and she's awakening them now and she seems that whatever she's doing whatever Hecate is doing is is kind of like it's actually going to fight back the the upside down man and the other kind. So even if even if you know Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark win this fight and they beat Hecate, that's still leaving the door wide open for right. for Upside Down Man. So that's that's you know that's that's probably the next arc I imagine. That's the, right. And so the way that I'm envisioning it is that they don't have to beat Hecate; they just have to reason with her, mm. right? And th- I feel that's where it's gonna go because if Cersei's a patron because she's the goddess of magic. Um, and, well, she's not the goddess of magic. That's Hecate, but that's who sh- her patron is. So I, I feel like we're gonna get this kind of story that that's like the Greek myths, where we're you know uh, I don't want to fantasy book this to borrow a, a, a term, but I feel like having Hecate on their side is better than just outright fighting her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I assume there'll be a lot more. Uh, roadblocks and a lot more, you know, kinks. Yeah, because we've seen what happens when her, her power gets unleashed, right? Mm. She burned up the the Oblivion Bar, and the, all those people in it that were just like peripheral to to it. So, um, and here we get to see what was her name, 
Um, uh, Dawn. Uh, Manitou Dawn. Yes, Manitou Dawn. And, and how it's affected her. So, uh, And then, in turn, how it affects one woman. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of she, I mean, pieces. Dawn's outright being controlled and, and yeah. off to Nana Parbet. Because uh, we, ha- we have actually Dead Man. Because we, we get a scene where like, someone from the FBI is questioning about, you know, about her and how she, how she left. Um, and then we find out Dead Man was in, in there get, getting the details. Yeah. And then he eventually shows up to the rest of the team and uh, fills them in and what's going on. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I actually, I, I almost gasped at one point when Zatanna says, you know what, Batman was right, you're not ready for this. And then like, Constantine's like, oh, bollocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's not good. She went there. She yeah. went there. Uh, yeah. So so yeah so Zatanna and Wonder Woman have got have got a bit of a power struggle right now in terms of what 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 is the right thing to do, and Zatanna is accusing Diana of not respecting the the actual weight of magic in the world and what it means and the gravity of it, uh, and Diana's like no we have to fight any way we can. So I I feel like Diana has been a bit headstrong here and will probably have to learn a lesson by by doing this. Something yeah. something bad is going to happen because she's been this this. Uh, stubborn basically i mean it's just to, right. to put it in a word um so I, i'm expecting which, yeah, which, kinda... which we've seen yeah which we've seen go bad on, on both ends yeah. you know like sometimes it's good when she's stubborn but other times it's her fatal flaw so but i like that it's this very because it was wonder woman centric it just didn't feel like a crossover i mean not that i've been reading wonder woman since you know uh, yeah but i mean you couldn't you couldn't read this issue without reading the uh no the, the first part yeah, no. of it, you know, it, it would make it would mean nothing. It would make no sense. Uh, but there was some fun, fun moments in there. You know, I, I like uh, Man Bat and and Chimp. You know, their their yeah. commentaries on things. But Man Bat being happy that he was a cow for a brief second when Cersei was yep. messing with him. Um, yep. it was like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. And I like when they when they bring up the Odyssey mm. with with Cersei and how she turns all the men into to different animals and whatnot. So that's always fun. Uh, and then the art too. I love Lupacino so much. Like oh, Lupacino, one of my great. favorite working yeah. artists. So and and it worked out here. I I like a lot of the the magic designs with the way that she does them. Like the the whole Manito Manitou Dawn stuff looks pretty good. Um, like Cersei's when she appears with the lightning and whatnot. Like it's just, it's all very solid. Um, yeah, I mean, Lupacino, like, I don't know if she's been doing anything whilst um, Orlando's been on the book, but she she was rotating in and out during the, the Robinson stuff, because that, yeah. that, that, that tended to be the most exciting issues. Oh, Lupacino's on this, this issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get, get to it. Um, but, no, it, it's a solid part of a crossover. It, it, it kind of suffers from being the... The, the second chapter right where yeah. it's like you know it's not, it's not the big bombastic things of the first chapter and we're not at the point yet where everything's ramping up quite yet uh, th- this was very much the the breather chapter in between that sets up the next stuff uh, which yeah. is fine but I, I, you know Tiny has fun with it he has fun with the Cersei stuff he has fun with the yeah. characters interacting uh, Dead Man was a nice pleasant surprise I thought yep um, I like his comic relief Boston's always great for that you know and also Nanda Parbat being used properly unlike the last time I had watched Arrow, where it was Ra's al <laughs> stronghold, which is just incorrect, you know? So Yes. <laughs> yes. So so the book ends with uh, Wonder Woman, and this is what, you know, Zatanna didn't want her to oh. do, was to try and harness the, the power of Hecate mm-hmm. and control it in some way because she thinks it's too dangerous. But the book ends with Wonder Woman going off and getting Cersei's help to sort of unleash it. So she's, she's in Hecate mode at the end mm-hmm. of the book getting ready yeah. to go fight 
yeah, to Nana Parbet. So uh, that that was where we wrapped it up. Uh, no, it was it was it was a solid second chapter. I don't have a whole lot to like really say about it though in terms of no. uh, breaking it down because it's just setting up the next the next part. Yeah, it's it's the breadcrumbs issue. It's like where where are we going? Yeah, let's follow this trail. So what do you have yeah, to solid. and you have to have it after the big bombastic mm-hmm. because the big bombastic opening is like oh here's the big explosion without much plot to really kind of yeah. explain it so afterwards we have to kind of explain it and we have to slow down and set up where we're going um mm-hmm. and th- that's that's fine the, the problem with monthly comics well it's not monthly in this case it's weekly which makes it much easier but the problem with comics being you know 20 pages an issue is that you don't get to do both in the same issue typically not always but. right which, which the the witching hour part one worked pretty well for that because it was a standalone uh so you could you could get the big bombastic and the story elements there versus here which i'm very excited for two days from now getting the next chapter <laughs> yeah just to, just as like darks the next chapter uh, which yeah. is out this week so um yeah so what, what are you rating it matt oh that's a solid 7.5 and I feel like the art's doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting there because I really enjoy Lupacino. Um, yeah, 7.5 sounds about right. Mm. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, it's not as excited yeah. as the first issue, and I'm, I'm sure there's more excitement, you know, better things to come. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the end of the crossover and look back and this would be the weakest issue of the, of the bunch. Yeah. And your mic's going, Matt. <laughs> Already. Yeah, although that was a slightly different sound this time. It was more like a a roaming purr. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, is it any better now? Yeah, you're good. Okay. We're good. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on then. We'll move on to Detective Comics 990. James Robinson writing Stephen Segovia on the art. Now, one of the complaints that we've had in the last couple of issues of this is the dialogue for Batman being a little bit off. I actually think this is... I, I don't dislike this issue. I think, I think it was fun to be mm-hmm. had in this issue. There's one scene in particular I, I like a lot. But I do think Batman's dialogue is the worst it's been in this arc. You mean, like, these insipid goons? Uh, I wasn't even thinking that. I want to get the exact bubble here that I didn't like. Um, it's just a couple of pages in. It's ways to, obviously, we ended the last issue with him finding Two-Face, right? And yeah. It's just the fact it's the third page, after the two-page spread. It, 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 I really had a problem with this bubble. It just sounded so unbattled. It sounded so teenage. Uh, I've battled new gods, man. First of all, Batman saying man at the end of a sentence like that? That is weird. No. And then the rest of this bubble, uh, this gang of fools who can't even shoot straight, apparently. Really? Really? Like... When has Batman ever said really at the end of a sentence in this context? What page is this? It's like oh, there page... it is. It's on the second page. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like, that, leave that is... the snark to Alfred, Bruce, because he's better at it than you are. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, the, I could almost buy Dick saying some of this, but yeah. not all of it. Like, Especially now. <laughs> Especially uh... now, yes. Oh dear. Oh, that's a good point. We'll you, weren't even, you weren't even here for we'll, Nightwing last week. Just just we'll, in, in a sentence, Matt. <laughs> oh, I wanted to throw it out the, the airplane. That's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. There you go. Yep, that's what we expect. I feel so bad. I feel worse for Percy, who took time, plotted out this really different story. That was, I mean, albeit it was kind of similar to Green Arrow. It's, well, it started but, off the same. By the time we got to like the, the wacky just, races in Ireland... Yeah. <laughs> I, I just mean in so much as there's a sinister force that's 
you know, secretly in control of everything. You know, the... Which, the... by the way, um, uh, what's her face and uh, Willem are still kidnapped. Vicky Vale yeah. and Willem are still kidnapped. Yeah. That, that's still up in the air because this plot mm-hmm. just came in and railroaded it. Yep, and I feel bad for Percy not being able to finish... And then having to go out with, with that issue. You you can uh, tell when he wrote issue 49, he had no idea he was going to be forced to yep. write that shite in issue no. 50. Oh, man. So bad. Visceral reaction to which, to which my wife goes, are you okay? That That's what happened. Yeah, me, me uh, and Card decided last week that I don't care what they're saying. He decided to quit the book when he found out he yeah. had to do, do this shit. Yep. Oh. I believe it. So, I thoroughly believe it now because it's horrible. Anyway. But yeah. But th- this issue, so... The, Oh man, it's such a weird one. Cause I forgot Cobra was involved after the last issue that was mm. so focused on, on Two Face. Yeah, tracking down Two Face. Yeah, we get we get back to uh, Cobra. Well, I mean, that's actually the scene I really like is the the mm-hmm. GCPD uh, when yeah. Cobra show up and the lights go out and they're like just massacring people left and right. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, Gordon's trying to hold his own and he's almost going to get shot and then Harvey Dent, you know, mm-hmm. jumps in and. And, uh, and saves them. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, that, that scene was really good. It was really effective. The art was, I mean, the art's good throughout, but the yeah. art was really good in that scene. It played with the darkness, the shadows, and, uh, you know, it was just it was really good. But there was no Batman. That, that was the impressive thing, is you yeah. were expecting Batman to jump in at any point, and he never did. It, it was Two-Face who helped. Yeah. Uh, and I also like the, the he's, they're paying homage to Long Halloween mm. uh, with, with how it's affecting Gordon, too. Because, like, you forget, like, Gordon and Dent were friendly. You know, they were on the same side. He was the district attorney, and he was a, a cop. Because I don't think he was commissioner yet at that point. Um, yeah, lieutenant, maybe. Somewhere yeah, up. so, you know, so they, they were on friendly terms. So how it affected, you know, the loss of his friend and him becoming Two-Face. So I, I like that it's playing with those three uh, as it goes. And then Duke shows up, and I don't want to become a self-parody, but... actually. Uh, the, the only complaint I have about this, well, this, I mean, the, the book, but the only complaint I have about the art in the book yeah. is that Duke looks about 35. Yeah, he does not look young whatsoever. <laughs> he, lo- um, he looks like he's he's been, been to war and back. Like, you know, he's came yeah. back after three tours and he's this big macho well, you know, man. You know, the, the <laughs> you know, the sun does do damage when you're out in it too long and he is the signal. He is, so. yeah. He's, he's the Batman of the daylight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just... And again, I don't want to be self-parody because I don't hate Duke in and of himself. But I did feel this scene was a little superfluous. It was just like Robinson reminding us that Duke's operating in the daytime and he is doing important stuff. I, I, see, I, I don't think the purpose of the scene is to remind us about Duke. I, I think the point of the scene is to contrast them with Batman because Batman yeah. is, in his awful dialogue are, are there to remind us what type of character Batman is because that's how it relates to Dent for the rest of the story yeah i just and you can't use any of the other bat children right now you know having babs there would have been weird can't have dick because he's off having a mental crisis well uh, see now see now, now you're gonna hear your your stereotype duke hate because well no i'm just saying like if if you want to have that scene who else are you going to use there's there really is nobody so you have to use duke you know? Okay, I thought you were saying there. Why didn't they no. use X, Y? No, 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 no. Okay. I understand why they didn't use anybody else. You know, okay. you can't use Tim. Tim's busy. You can't. I mean, even Damien would would have felt weird. So you have to use Duke, and I actually don't hate that use, but it just feels very superfluous here. Okay. Like we we get a whole page of him doing 
the signal stuff. And you know what? I wouldn't be adverse because it seems like Robinson gets Duke more than any of the other writers mm-hmm. that I've encountered. So I wouldn't even mind Robinson doing a signal book and like, what's he getting down to in the daytime versus what we've gotten before. So yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, but we we end with Batman coming to to, to find Two Face, and Two Face wasn't quite expecting him to find this place. No. And he's basically he's like, I want to talk and. Obviously, you're getting the impression here that they're, they're going to actually kind of find neutral ground to take on Cobra. Yeah. Like, Cobra's the real big bad of this story, yeah. um, despite what Two-Face is up to. Two-Face will shoot his own guys in the face, but he's not a terrorist. He he has some standards. Yeah, it's, it's called 50-50. That's his standard. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I, just, I always think that's hilarious, where he's like, oh, come on. Like, these guys mean nothing to me, but I don't like the fact that there's terrorists in Gotham City. So, mm, yeah. So, so that's so. What do we're you think building up to? Do you anyway. think Dent is shining through a little bit, or do you think Two Face is playing to that to his advantage? I, I, th- I think you want to hope he is because of that moment with Gordon where he says Harvey, and then you know Two Face runs off into the night. Um, right. and I think Batman's right to be skeptical. Uh, part of me thinks it's a ruse that Two Face is doing this to play Batman and give him the seed of hope. But you know, part of me wants to hope that he is. You know, it's really him. I, I like that when, when he's written as a wild card that way to where he really does have that split personality that Harvey could pop in, um, which is why I don't think I liked the, the all-star Batman stuff that Snyder mm. did with Two-Face because he just made him so maniacal. He was almost Joker light in that way. Um, but I like that he can be that I wild get that. card. My, my problem with that all-star Batman story was just how stupid most of it was. Not, not, well, not, I'm just not saying, I understand specifically. what Snyder was trying to do with Two-Face, mm. but uh, by by upping him that much more. But I like when he's used as this. You never know which way he's going to lean. He could be in a, the district attorney that does have a sense of right and wrong, or he can be the guy that's obsessed with duality. You know, mm. And this plays right into that. You know, what if he oh. embraces the fact... And the cheap cliff fires, that's the other thing I hate about that all-star Batman uh, yeah. story. That was full of cheap cliff fires. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this just, I mean it's, it kind of falls into line with the previous two, where it's, it's nothing special, it's not terrible, though. The Batman dialogue is pretty iffy, probably the iffiest it's been. Yeah. But if the plot's fine, it's got a couple of standout scenes that are actually really good, though. So the art's, pr- yeah. you know, good. Like I say, Segovia's a solid artist. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is all right. This is all right. So, uh, we we give it about. I I it's it's as solid as as Wonder Woman, and so that's why I have to give it a seven point five. They're about even. Yeah, I don't know if I can agree with that. I feel I feel I feel like this is more of a six point five. But okay. Batman's dialogue is just too off for me to to let that pass. There you go. But uh, they are good, and like I say, I really like the scene in the JCPD. Um, so. Uh, 6.5 from moi. That'll take us on to Superman number 4, Brian Michael Bendis writing Ivan Reese on the art. Trapped in the Phantom Zone with Rogelzar. That's that's where we're at. Rogelzar's yeah. formed a team with Jack Sewer and some other you know, uh, Phantom Zone criminals and yeah. he's coming for Superman. And a good chunk of this issue is Superman trying to fight him <laughs> and try to figure out how to outsmart him and try to figure out you know, how we're going to fix this situation. Yeah, so I, I realized here that Rogel's R has become better Doomsday. We're like, I never want to see him again after this arc. Sure. Like, if this is the arc we get him in, 
because of what he he's not this like Doomsday where he was just this physical threat, right? But Rogelzar stands for something. Like however twisted and however disgusting his views are, he a hundred percent believes in. Oh, sure. And that makes him to me scarier than Doomsday. I mean, uh, my, and, my favorite part of this issue actually might be you know when Superman's alone with Jack Sewer. And he, he tells Jack Sir, hey, you know this guy like wants to cleanse Kryptonians. Like, you know, for right. for as awful as you are, for you know, you're a terrorist who blew up a Kryptonian moon, but you, you were doing it because you believed it was for the right thing for Kryptonians. Um right. this guy wants to murder you once he's done with me. Like he he yeah. is you know, he he's yeah, he doesn't care about you. You're a means to an end. Yeah. Um and he yeah. knows that Superman doesn't lie. I I really like that moment. He's like, you know, but yeah. we both know I don't lie, and then he flies off and yeah. Jack Sir's just like Zar. Mm, Zar. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's good. Obviously, I I trust you. You love the flashback with uh yes. with young young John. So so good. Remember when people were worried about uh, Bendis getting rid of John, and mm-hmm. but he didn't yeah. respect the family. That he was just going to like get rid of them. Yeah, and, you know, didn't care about yeah. them. Yeah, and it just shows that he is filling that groove just as well as oh. Tomasi did. Tell he, you know? he, uses, he uses Superman's solar flare power in this. Yeah. Uh, which you know that's the sort of thing. After John's introduced that, I, I thought everyone would just forget about it because it was kind of a just an okay addition. Um, but, but yeah, here he is. He uses it. He's, he's surrounded by criminals and he blasts them yeah. all away with a solar flare. Although we seem to have forgotten the whole thing where he loses his powers for a couple of days after it. Yeah, but, but rebirth. I'm gonna blame that on Doctor Manhattan. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> rebirth. <laughs> rebirth did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rebirth did it. But um, no, I just love their their conversation and how he turns it into you know John's like preteen angst. He turns into a, a lesson where he's like, "Well, I don't like all the stuff they're saying about us." And Superman's like, "Yeah, but we don't do stuff for that. We do stuff because it's right." Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah we can. He's giving them the speech could, about why he can't just go and punch someone, why he can't just go and right. crush them for saying something. And now. it's like, yeah, we can do things the easy way, but that doesn't do anybody any good. And I love the how he brings up Batman and how Batman drives him nuts. And like, yeah, I could just pop Batman's head off, but, you know, Batman does good. He also calls him so, a brother. Uh, and then brother. John has some fun with him. He's like, wait, so yeah. do you like Batman like you like mum? He's like, yeah. what? <laughs> Uh, but no, I like weird. this speech because the, the the whole thing is that yeah, Batman pisses me off. I mean, obviously he doesn't phrase it that way because he's Superman. But right. Batman pisses me off. But you know, the very next day he does something amazing and impossible that's inspiring. And sure, not everyone's Batman. And of course, John has his little thank God uh, under his breath. But you know, like if you if you sure people may be at their worst today, but tomorrow they might be at their best, and you have to give them that chance. Yeah. Uh, it was a very Superman speech. It was very moving, very heartwarming. Um, and exactly the sort of stuff that you should be telling telling young John. So yeah. um, that was good. Um, so that was so, so obviously besides this, we had the atom and the flash trying to fix the earth, and mm-hmm. the atom has this crazy plan to shrink the entire earth and put it through the Phantom Zone projector, and he, he's got Barry off running, and Superman mm-hmm. knows. Like this is the thing, Superman clearly knows that by distracting Rogozar to get him off the planet, that he will not go with Earth. That he'll right. he will stay here trapped in the Phantom Zone. Uh, and sure enough, he does. You know, there's a great panel. They're fighting, and you can see the Earth behind them as they're punching each other. And then it you know just goes you know poof basically you know blasts away. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a really neat moment. And I can't believe we we return to the joke page of Adam Strange 
but for a, a, a dramatic cliffhanger because we think the Earth has been saved. Superman's like, oh, at least now I know the Earth's been saved, even if I'm trapped in the Phantom mm-hmm. Zone. And then we cut to Adam Strange and he's still like, where the hell's this Earth? Come on, it. where is it? Well, it's Good not just it. that. It's the... This is Adam Strange. I need to report a missing planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. the Earth, Terra. So like, Earth, oh, Earth is out of the Phantom Zone, but it's yeah. not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh man. I don't have a guess at this juncture, but I'm curious. I'm curious. I'll say that much. I feel like he's doing that for dramatic tension. I feel like at the beginning of the next issue, it'll pop up. And then oh, Adam Strange will be like, okay, yeah. I need to cancel that Missing Planet report. You know? Yeah, I, so. can, I can see that. Um, so, no. So, uh, Superman, uh, it was a very action-heavy issue. It was a very quick yeah. read as well. I, I mean, literally, a lot of Bendis' books are quick reads. But yeah. uh, I will say, obviously, Reese's art's been very good. Um, I think this may even be the strongest out of the, out of the art yes. so far. Well, because you get the action stuff, but then you get to the conversation and the facial expressions... Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell, just even if there's no dialogue, you can kind of get what John is saying and what, what's irking him and then how Clark, you know, um, talks him down. Also, he's wearing, if you look at the costume, hmm. it's the, the Rebirth costume with no trunks. Oh, interesting. I didn't even so, notice that. That's nice, yeah, nice so I, I like that, that it plays with that. And also, when he's smashing the car, because that's where... Uh, Clark takes him to to vent his frustrations. It's a kind of a, a homage to Action Comics one. Yeah, there's, there's also there's a lot of two page layouts, which gives it this epic kind of widescreen yeah. kind of effect. And what's funny because it has so much action in the Phantom Zone, with so much punching, so many characters, and so much debris. It's all very confused, right? It's all very you know hectic. And that's actually what I like so much about the last page is when you go to that last page with Adam Strange, it's so empty. He's just floating there with an empty blank space because mm-hmm. it's space. And it's just yeah. it's so effective how, how lonely it is compared to the rest yeah. of the book. The contrast is very well done. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I like Also, it. the f- first page is Robles are riding a big giant Phantom Zone dragon. And it just looks metal as all hell. Yeah. So, so we ended the last uh, last issue as well. But big two yeah. page, big two page layout. Uh, so no, so Superman is 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 proving to. I mean, obviously we've been into this since the start. We like Bendis. Connor's a weirdo is basically oh. the summation of it. Um, but yeah. his insistence that he won't try any of the Young Justice stuff, even though it's like two of his favorite characters. Well, he, he didn't just... try. He didn't say he wouldn't try any. He wasn't trying the Bendis. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, like the one that's going to have Bart and Tim. Oh, I, I, was, I was rubbing this in last week. Don't you worry, Matt. I yeah. was rubbing it in. Yeah. Well, I just it mystifies me because even if like, I'm not gonna lie, if that was Lobdell writing that book, I would check it out at least <laughs> an issue. Like. Yeah, which actually reminds me, me because I actually after I read Nightwing Fifty last week, I I said I don't I don't have to read issue fifty one. I already hate it, and Lobdell's not even on it yet. And then Connor made me make a pact with them that we'd both hate read the first one. So, yeah. well, I'm I'm gonna hate read it as well because it, oh shit, it, okay. I I, I want to see how how far it jumps, mm-hmm. you know. So because because if you go back, I, I think Nightwing is one of our most consistent books, you know that that through yeah. through Percy, through Humphreys, through um, Seely, Seely, we, we all basically liked it, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that free fall, I'm expecting it to be huge. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, this is super super bad. It's very good though. Just to go back mm-hmm. to the the picket hand, uh, still still loving it, loving it loads. Like I say, art's very good, mm-hmm. very expressive, action packed yeah. in this one. Um, and then you had the, the touching stuff with with Jonathan as well, and then the funny ending. Is it both funny and like, oh shit, where did the earth go? So, you know, it works, yeah. it works in two ways, and that's why it's it, so effective. It's an uncomfortable laugh. Yeah. So, um, what are you giving it? What are you giving Superman number, uh, number this four? Is, this is a nine. Nine. I, okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I I am going to have to go with an eight point five, and my reason why I'm not, I'm not going straight to the nine. The reason why I'm get, docking at that half point compared to you, I think, is just because it is so much of just the action and punchy, punchy. Right, sense. you know, I I think, um, I think flashback onwards it breaks it up between the flashback and the the flash stuff and the plan mm-hmm. to try and fix things. The first half's a bit more just punchy, punchy, nonstop, and yeah, yeah. So I I okay. could have done with breaking that up maybe in the middle of the first half as well. Somewhere about a quarter in maybe it would have been nice, but you know, minor quibbles, minor quibbles. Uh, so. Now that'll take us on to The Flash, number 56, Joshua Williamson writing, and Scott Collins on art. Uh, which, first and foremost, Scott Collins on the art in this one. I Oh, I was digging this, the art in yep. this. So, so, so Scott Collins and Howard Porter are my two. When I think of them, I automatically think Flash, because of their work on John's. And, the, and they're both so, rotating on Flash right now. Yep, and it, and it feels, it just feels right. It does. You know, Williamson's in that groove where it, it feels like fresh but also a throwback because of all the stuff that he's doing with the rogues so yeah yeah he, he the, the, obviously ended the last issue with with uh flash and detective burns whose name i remember because it's burns and we're talking about heatwave uh so but they, they're yeah. they're inside heatwave's head because of the sage force and barry realizes this quite quick after the first attack with the big like you know ghost spirit heatwave um, yep. he realizes that's what's going on and he's like okay this doesn't add up we're inside his head this is a sage force and he has to try and explain it to burns there's some fun stuff with her where she's like don't pick me yep. up even though he saved her from being blasted with you know flames uh yeah. a minute later he's like hey permission to pick you up it's like yeah oh, fine <laughs> and, speed up. and i also like how he he kind of allows himself to be vulnerable when mm. talking about heat wave and she's like well what do you know you're not a cop and so I like that, you know, him almost giving himself up here. Yeah, it was especially when she like gave up her backstory about her parents working yeah. for the Falcones and then burning alive. Yep. Um, and he's like, oh, I never knew that. And she's like, why would you? You're not close with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yes, I'm Flash. I'm a um, stranger. Ugh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, I like that he's fleshing out these characters. This is, again, I hate to keep comparing it to the John's run, but I just feel like... Williamson was informed by that in in his flash run and Johns would take these these issues to explore these these newer characters like Fred Chire or um I'm trying to think of the other detective I just read it but um he's the one that plunder was from the mirror dimension okay yeah, um, sure but yeah so you get these small little character moments throughout and I feel like he's doing the same like here with Burns and I'm glad that we picked up on that this was a different dimension, not a different dimension. They're in Mick's mind because uh, of the way that they just dealt with with all the other characters. Yeah, it, two. it could have been frustrating if like, they were in there thinking they were in the real world and yeah. everyone was dead. Because mm-hmm. then we'd have to go through the shock and horror. Like, Wait, they're all dead. All of our friends are yeah. dead. No, we have to yeah. like you know process that for the whole issue. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. That, that was a smart move, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, right from the get go, uh, and even the stuff with Iris and you know the real world, where she comes by like Commander Colt's place, and he's he's got Flash and Burns like just on like, these like heat pads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or actually, I say heat pads, probably cold pads. They're probably, yeah, probably cooling them down. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's got heat wave there and all these bandages, and they basically he basically surmises that. Yeah, I don't know how to disconnect them without killing them, so they have to find their own way out. Also, if they don't disconnect Heatwave from the Sage Force, he's going to blow up so much. You know, the explosion will be so big that it's going to take out the entire city. So the Special stakes city. have been raised. Yeah. yeah, so I I just feel like Col- that's Commander Cold's mo is I don't know how this is going to happen, but someone's going to die because mm. he did the same with Trickster and Flash, and now it's Burns and Flash. So, uh, but I, I'm a, I'm enjoying Commander Cold as a character. Yeah, I'm just because he he adds that wrinkle. Yeah, like uh, he's he's kind of this uneasy ally, and then you know last mm-hmm. issue in the bar, and or maybe two issues ago, whatever it was, yeah. and then here like interacting with Iris, and he's kind of this third party that's kind of who knows who everyone is, um, and then inside you know inside Heatwave's head, the idea that Barry's like deduced that. Oh, this is kind of like when I get trapped in the Speed Force, he has to like find his lightning rod. So yep. he has to go to you know Mick's house, his childhood home, and when Mick kind of rejects, because at first he wants to like find his lightning rod, yeah, but it turns out he wants to kill his younger self and like almost like sever the connection. So Barry right. has to save his younger self inside his head, in the hopes that next issue we can we can yeah. make him make the right choice and therefore disconnect from the the, the sage force sage but force. uh no it's, it's really big and uh the art is the art is really like you say it's really nostalgic for me like because it looks like john's sure. run it really does yep um and then then you have like, all this stuff with the big ghost heat wave inside his head it's really big and destructive yeah. um and even just the the snarkiness of uh of commander cold when he shows up and saves wolf you know because of the, the flaming yeah. spirits or whatever are yeah. around Attacking and he shows up and freezes Knights. them yeah. uh yeah, I, I, like, I, I'm so into this flash run at this point. Like, you know, because you know, I had, I had this ups and downs a little bit at, at yeah. the start. It was good, but it was like, it wasn't quite there yet. And then, mm-hmm. f- for a good like year it, now, it's been this it's consistent come, book. It's come so far from Godspeed. Like, it has, but Godspeed's still a player, and he's he's actually, if anything, yeah. more interesting than he was at the start mm-hmm. because there is this kind yeah. of he could maybe you know be rehabilitated he could be on the yeah. the good side now uh which is which is interesting mm-hmm. but, but yeah i guess god could kind of almost become the uh i won't say just until it could become the huntress of of the speedsters where yeah. he, he'll, he'll he'll go he'll go further he'll go darker but he's not a villain necessarily yeah yeah, and he's likable, so he's not Jason Todd at all. Yes, exactly. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> August, better than Jason Todd. You heard yes. it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. You probably hear it here second, and third, and fourth, and fifth, and sixth. <laughs> Except for so. Connor, because Connor loves the redhead. Exactly, yeah, Connor loves redhead, because he's, <laughs> he's weird. Um, but, yeah. No, I'm, I'm digging Flash. Uh, the, the, the art yeah. is making me so nostalgic. It really is. And it just it feels right for Flash. If you, It feels like Fla- Flash feels exactly how Flash should feel, except that Wally's missing but other other than that yeah that still hurts every time it still hurts uh but joe what's amazing to me is i think back at the start of the book because we had to like pick up where the new 52 left off with iris being kind of separate and having iris at this point now we're not only the dating she's actually getting memories back of the previous life and it just it feels like iris is iris again it feels like no she's she's iris who interacts with barry who understands him who knows him he'll push him i i 
I like the symmetry of Iris having a secret now. Yeah. Versus huh? Barry. That's so that's it, real. It's really well done. Uh, what are you giving Flash fifty six? So this this was an, an eight. I really good. Um, curious to see where the story goes from here. But yeah, Williamson's hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll agree with the eight out of ten. Oh, I'm I'm digging this. I mean, it's funny. This is this and the trickster story from last arc is probably the two weaker stories compared to the three that came before yeah. it. But it's still like the standard yeah. now is incredibly high. Is that is the, like, I'm really digging this flash run. I really am. Williams mm-hmm. doing a great job. Uh, that I think is is Supergirl issue twenty three. Mark and Draco writing Kevin McGuire on the art. And speaking of doing a good job, um. I mean, we, 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 we gushed over the first two issues in this run. How did you feel yeah. about the 23, Matt? Oh, the 23 is this one, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just... I, I, I got lost on that one. Oh, no, this is another another great issue. Like, I love that... Like, all the times I've read Mogo, and Andreco's given him a personality. You know? Like, yeah. Like I love that. I mean, obviously, we ended the last issue with her. She snuck into the archives, and she got this hologram of... And I noted down his name, because I was never going to remember it. Appa Ali Apsa, uh, the guardian yeah. from the circle, that the, you know, the council that, yeah. that was kind of behind... Possibly behind the destruction of Krypton, or Rogozar was part of the circle, he, he referred to it. And he, gave, he gives her a crystal. This, this, this is like almost Kryptonian technology. It's, you know, it's the hologram of you know, the, the person gone, you know, who's died. And gives her this crystal... So like I've hidden more crystals because I didn't want to risk like someone being able to find it and just destroying the whole thing. So they're all separate, they're all hidden. So you've got a bit of a scavenger hunt, and it'll each one will give you information on who's behind the circle and who you look after, who you look for, and so on. And so she's got this mission, and she wants more information. And you know, and the art here is great as well. Like her, her screaming for answers and like you know, frustrated that he's leaving so mm-hmm. soon, uh, is kind of heartbreaking. Uh, but then the Green Lanterns are all there, and you know Kyle there, John's there, along with the you know Salak of his pest. He he's ready to fire. Oh, I love Salak here. And like... she she's just like, hey, guys, I can kind of explain, but I don't have time, so I'm, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to run, and they have to like track her down. Uh, and there's some humor to be had here, obviously. Uh, Crypto expense. Uh, Kyle's expense, of course, because he doesn't yeah. put a bottom on his construct. So so Kara tornadoes down the concrete to get away. Oh, I love that. And we also have Crypto getting the, the crystal, and then that gets stole. Now, keep me right here. Is this badge or chip? This is badge. Right, because I never remember which one's which. Yeah, uh, chip is the chipmunk, badge is the squirrel. That makes a lot of sense, but, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are from the same planet. They're kind yeah. of interchangeable, but. Yeah, um, I, always, I always mix think, them up. But, I think chip is dead, and that's why badge exists. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll keep. Okay. I'll try and keep track of that. Ba- Badge is the only one who's alive and kicking right now. That that makes it easy. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna double check this while you talk. You double check that. Uh, okay. But she ends up in under the surface of Mogo, and Mogo actually captures her, and she thinks she's going to have to fight. But instead, he's like, you know what? No, I can tell your 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 quest is truthful and honest. So I'm going to help you. I've got your sh- a ship ready for you. Your dog's ready. It's, you know, here here's a door. Go out here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I thank you for this kindness. To the point where Salak's about to shoot down her ship when she's leaving, and Mogo like blasts them with water, and and Salak's like, "We'll talk about this, Mogo. We'll talk about this." Yeah, Salak's kind of a uh, dick. I, I don't know if I ever noticed is. this before, but he's kind of a dick. Yeah, but he's he's that type because he's so by the book, mm. you know. 
Yeah. So, and that's why. And he's not going to have the Guardians. Like, I always feel in Green Lantern stories, he has the Guardians back until they do something really dirty. And then he joins the other Lanterns. But up to that point, he's their representative. And here it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, and, and now I like that there's going to be this dogged pursuit, at least by Salek, by the Green Lantern Corps to find Kara. Uh, and then maybe a sister once, once she uncovers what the actual truth is. Because you, you have the feeling that if there's this intergalactic circle you know this this illuminati if you will mm. then what you know the green lanterns are going to be used to bring them to justice yeah yeah so, you, you, yeah given that they're, they've been a part of this arc so far i expected by the end of the arc that they'll realize that she's telling the truth and they'll help arrest or or whatever yeah. you know um now I, re- I really dug this a lot uh, the art's still fantastic the the look in Kara's face when crypto makes the save with the crystal uh brought utter delight to my heart <laughs> Utter delight. Uh, yeah. it's, it's gold stuff. And I, I, I think um, it's, it's hard to talk about it now, three issues in, because it's kind of just consistently as good as it's been. But I, every time I get to this book now, I'm like, oh, shit, this, look, this looks really good. Like, yeah. This, this looks good. It's got a great story. has voice for Kara's down. Uh, and the quest itself is interesting. I mean, my only, my only critique, my only disappointment to a, to, a, to a, and this is, this is minor, is just that, the actual quest of having to find, like, you know, the five or six crystals, whatever it's going to be, is a little bit like, okay, that's your next, like, few issues, is just going around, like, to where each of these crystals are. It was very, it's very video gamey fetch quest, almost, where that's that's your yeah. simple premise of a quest, is like, hey, you need to go and get these six things, so you have to go around and get yeah, the six the, things. Yeah, we have the MacGuffin now, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit MacGuffin-y, I guess, is what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, but other, other yeah. than that, other than that as a, as a plot device, it, like, I have very little to complain about. Uh, yeah. cri- crypto's a good boy. <laughs> Crypto is a good boy. And also, we get that the, there's a spy on Mogo. Mm, yes. Um, working for, a, what, what's her name? Oh, I, I noted she... this down. Uh, uh, Gandello. There you go. Gandello, who looks like um, Icicle. From from Justice Society, so but not cold or, snap, but not cold snap. Um, yeah, so so we'll see. I think she was in in the inner circle that we saw with Apollyon. Oh yeah, she so. she she mentions it, and she also mentions uh-huh. that she she says to her henchmen, "Get the spy; uh, they'll take uh-huh. care of her." So we're, I assume this spy will be a villain that pops in next issue to try mm-hmm. and assassinate her um, or capture her. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm um, Supergirl. Supergirl's great. Like it's, it's actually so much fun. It's actually great right now. Uh, yeah. What are you giving it, Matt? Uh, eight point five. Huh? I'm giving this a nine. I'm going to rank this slightly Ooh, higher than Superman. Look at you. Yeah, I'm look at you. So Supergirl's on fire. I've been loving this run. Uh, yep. So uh, we'll, we'll go with a different different lady. We'll go to Catwoman number four. Um, mm-hmm. Joel Jones doing the double J as per, as per usual. Um, well, yeah, so- somewhat because there's the flashback story with art by oh Blanco, right? Yeah, Fernando Blanco. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so and there's a lot but, of its flashbacks, admittedly. So it's a very flashback heavy, heavy book. Yeah, this one. but Blanco's art style complements Jones's very well. To where, unless you're really thinking about it, mm. it feels like she just changed up her style for a flashback. But, um, yeah. So, did you ever read the Brubaker Catwoman stuff? Where this it, is drawing from? Nah, it's on, it's on the to do list. Um, okay. because there's those thick trades they've got out of it 
that you can get now. Yeah. Um, it's on the purchase list at some point, but I have yeah, not. Yeah, because I haven't either, but I know of it because of, of how shocking it was when it happened. Um, so, and, and, you know, for those that don't know, it goes into it here, and we'll talk about it. I don't want to give that away too soon. Yeah, I mean, but... a big part of this book is kind of telling what happened to her sister. Like, what what is the backstory yeah. here? Why is she in this place? Why 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 is she yeah. so messed up? And uh, it's because Black Mass to get to Catwoman, uh, first got her sister's husband and and killed him, mm-hmm. and then did this to her. You know, so yeah, like like we're talking like stuff from from Hostel, uh, to to poor what's her sister's name? Uh, Maggie, how was uh, Maggie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that no, was super dark. And as someone who's not read that yeah. stuff and is, I mean, only vaguely aware of of some of it, yeah, uh, it was like, oh, okay, right, okay, they give me a good sense because they have to, because because Joel Jones had to explain this because, yeah, a lot of people reading this will not have read that stuff because it's a it's a little bit older right. now. Well, yeah, yeah, I had forgot. Not that I forgot it happened, but I put it out in my mind that hmm. it had happened, and then the sister showed up at the end of the last when she goes to talk to her. And she's catatonic. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that means those events have happened, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it, it's like it's obviously old things have happened still, and you remember, you expected to remember things that from like you know Superman and Batman and Green Lantern. But the difference yeah. is, is that I feel like in those books, when it's something big from a long time ago that's still meant to have happened, it's referenced every so often that you know it's always happened. Like it's always brought up yeah. again. Like you know, the death of Superman's brought up every so right. often. Um, uh, Batman breaking his back. Yeah, every so often it's mentioned. Whereas yeah. I feel like this this backstory with Catwoman's sister hasn't been mentioned in a long time. <laughs> no, so. and, and that's why I, I kind of spaced out on it. You know, yeah. it's it's up there with with Selena getting knocked up by Slam Bradley's son, and Holly taking over as Catwoman for a little bit. You yeah. know, I was like, oh yeah, that happened at one point. But you know, you forget about it because they DC seems to want to get away from that era. So you know. But but yeah, uh, I like the Jones exploring their relationship as kids. How basically uh, her sister Maggie was the quote good one, and Selena was kind of the bad one. But they always they're like a yin and yang, you know. They they rely on each other, and that Selena has this protective streak that gets them into trouble. But Maggie has this forgiveness, and that no matter how bad Selena breaks, Maggie's always there to catch her. And I, I feel like this issue really touched on what makes that work. Yeah, and, and they, how. And of course, yeah, the, the idea is that, that she she that you just said that you know whenever no matter how much she falls, Maggie's there to catch her. The idea that after the wedding, this is her falling. She's in free fall, and that's why she right. came to her sister because she needs to be catched. Right. Um, she's she's seeking that that out. Um, I actually, I my favorite part of the book was probably the extended Halloween sequence where there are kids and she, you know Selena's still in the costumes and there's this kid being bullied. And Selena has to intervene, and she ends up pulling out a gun. And she's still a kid at this point; it's worth mentioning. Right. Um, yeah, she's so like eleven, twelve ish. And of course, Maggie's like, "Why do you have a gun? <laughs> like, you could have killed him." And she, like, you know, stares down the guy, and she like really threatens to shoot him. And you know, he's he's sort of like, "No, you're not going to shoot me." He's like, "Oh, do you really want to test me? You really want to do that?" Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really effective sequence. It's definitely the, probably the longest sequence in the book, and I think that's probably why yeah. it's the most effective because it's jumping around a lot of things uh, up until that point. Just you know, glimpses here or there, and then the big thing at the end, of course, is that one of the doctors is uh, from the Creel family. Yeah, he's uh, he's there to take care of her. So 
that family, you know, and obviously that's who we've been dealing with as the villains, uh, they are monitoring her sister for some reason. They are, they are not even just monitoring, well, they're drugging her up, they're giving her stuff. Yeah, they're keeping her catatonic, which yeah. we thought, like, oh, well, no, she's just catatonic from the trauma of what Black Mass did, but now it seems there's more to it. Like, they're actively gunning for Selena. Yeah, and because uh, the, the last panel of the book is uh, Selena's eyes just sort of like you know like <laughs> going like evil, just like yeah, like I'm coming for you, dickheads. I'm going to find out what you're yep. doing, and I'm going to scratch your eyes out because I'm the goddamn Catwoman. Yep, that's what she does. It's basically the thing. Um, yep. But yeah, like you say, the art's very good, even though it's you know not necessarily Jones for a lot of it, but yeah, it's flashback, so it works quite well. And like you say, his his style does complement hers enough that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that much of a shift it's just enough mm-hmm. where it feels like oh no it's a flashback so it should be simpler yeah kind of thing. And, and i feel like she's handling that well because she knows as, as she's writing she's not gonna be able to draw every issue fully mm. so i like that she's telling these stories in flashbacks because the last one we got the the main bad guy i forget her name uh mrs creel uh we got her backstory and it was yeah. handled in kind of the same way by a different artist so I like that she's. It feels like it's hitting a rhythm now. I was yeah. very skeptical about this book, but I'm I'm enjoying it through the four issues. Yeah, I I think it's starting to find its feet a little bit because uh you know I because I, I remember the first issue or two not mm-hmm. feeling as maybe as special as we were expecting them to because you're yeah. like oh Joel Jones is doing a Catwoman but it's going to be amazing and the, you know it was, it was just a little bit bumpier than I think we were expecting. Yeah. There was a lot of things to like about them, but. Um, and I think after issue three, I said, you know, I, I'd come to ex- accept that I enjoy this book, but it's not its not going to be the thing I was looking forward to every month like I thought it was going to be. And I still yeah. kind of feel that way, but I do think this is probably the strongest issue of the four. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, and a lot of it plays off of that uh, dynamic with, with the sisters and Selena. It's more personal. You know, There's more emotion in it. Yeah. And I think that's why it works better. Yeah, definitely. So I feel the same way. I, like, I mean, as much as I like the last issue... This one resonated a little bit better. So, yeah. yeah. All right, what are you giving it, Matt? Oh, this is an eight as well. So, I, we talked about the art. I feel like the art yeah. does a lot of heavy lifting, like in some of the other issues. But that story really drives it home. Actually, 8.5. I'm going to bump it up because that, that makes more sense. Yeah, 8.5. Um, see, I'm scared. Of, I just said this was the best one, and I'm scared I'm going to give this a score and someone's going to go back to previous episode and go, hey, yeah. you rated this should one higher than this yeah but you know that that's that's what happens when you add ratings yes you know R- ratings are like a river they are fluid yes um now i'm gonna go with 7.5 I, I think it's good i think it's oh, getting yeah. better i think it's finding its its feet i, I think mm-hmm. get, getting the emotional connection is a big deal here which i think because there was some of that of course like seeing her like feel the pain of the wedding and and what she's going yeah. through was there but that, this adds a more personal kind of stake to the the fight and what the villains are doing uh, which I think ups the story a bit. So, uh, no, Catwoman number four. All right, that'll take us on to Titans number 27, Dan Abnett writing Brent Peoples on the art. So this is interesting because we weren't sure how this how this was going to tackle mm-hmm. Dick being shot in the head. And we weren't sure... Because um, I, I assumed that it might go an arc or two before it address it. Like, no, this is, this, is, this is just all set before that happened. Dick's still around. Uh, that's yeah. not the case. Um, it, it does say it's set before Nightwing 50, because uh, the idea is that he's still lying in a hospital bed somewhere, but Dick has been shot. <sighs> but this issue is entirely about how the team is treating it like their, their best friend just got killed. And in fact, hell, Don is even putting flowers at Roy's grave. <laughs> so 
this issue is about dealing with death and the, 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 the emotional fallout of said death. It you know what's funny? I think it kind of works in a weird way. Uh, because as, as, when it comes to the dick stuff especially, because we're all upset that what they've done to the character, this issue mm-hmm. almost felt meta where the characters are upset because Dick, as they yeah. know him, is gone. And I was like... Well- this is making it very empathetic to me that I, I they're kind of feeling like I um about Dick right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a thought that I had right before this week got started when we were you know the whole Nightwing stuff and mm. and all of that, and I had a thought I was like, well, how's this gonna be handled with Titans now? Because the whole point of that book was this was Dick's team. To go take on these threats which they, of the source which wall. They do address. They bring this yeah. up as Dick's team. Yeah. And so when I open this up, and that's what they address, I go, oh, wow, look. Abnet's on top of it. Thank you, Abnet. Like, Joe, Joe, what really gets me is um, is the idea that if, if Dick had died, right? Let's say Dick went out. That mm-hmm. would almost not be as bad as what they've actually done to him. Even even though the death might last longer. But when if a comic book character dies, I expect them back at some point. When, when, a, when a character's changed, like Dick has been changed right now, it's like, well, yeah, this isn't permanent either, but how long do we have to suffer this? Like, I, I almost rather he would be gone for a couple of years than have to have this version of him for a couple of years, right? So it's almost yeah. sadder than a, a death. So the characters are all acting like this, as if it is like this really bad death actually really works in terms of connecting it really sells it yeah so like that that worked and um apparently in the solicits by the way someone pointed this out is apparently kyle rayner's coming in to uh be on the team so i think he's going to be there which is cool green lantern uh well well, he fits in too because he was on a couple titans teams yeah yeah you know back in the 90s so he's the younger of the of the original four you know he's the younger guy so uh, he, he fits and that's cool. Team. Spread them out. Like you got John Stewart, you got you know, you got Jess on Odyssey. Throw mm. throw Kyle over here, you know. So so now actually I'm cool with that actually. Uh, but so yeah. they try to save uh, Tyler, who's the guy who was the first incident and in the first issue of this you know this new sort of direction, and he's basically he's lying there in the, the hospital bed and they try to figure out a way to deal with him. And they can't. And Beast Boy is determined to try and save him. Beast Boy really wants to like sort of just do something good, and he wants to like you know be convinced that they can accomplish something. Partly because there's been so much death in the air that you know he wants to like achieve some some hope. And this is where right. the, the issue really goes for a gut punch because basically uh, him and him and Natasha have a really good heart to heart on the roof, and then Natasha thinks she's got a got a chance like a long shot that might pay off. Where what if we overload him with more source source wall energy? So that his body can like sort of take it and like be used to it almost like oh try and try, right. try and build up a tolerance almost so that, so it won't kill him, and it's risky. Right. And Miss Martian, who's kind of the head of the team right now, says no, it's too dangerous. We're not going to do it. Well, and we're not we're not in the business of doing human trials. Yeah, you know this is unstable new, you know energy. We can't do that. And I love Beast Boy's reaction to that. I mean, is he goes full hulk he does and but yeah. the argument here makes sense it's like well yeah but he's going to die anyway we might as well try it right. like he's dead he's dead right. no matter what at least this might give him a chance and right. it's a great moment where donna comes in and says no dick would have wanted to try if, if this is the only option dick would have tried he'd make a speech and he'd convince us all and we're all friends here and you know she looks right at Mark, miss martian and says no we're all friends here and this is after she's had a heart to heart with raven because raven's not got her soul self yeah. right now so she's not feeling any emotion and that's that's you know hurting yeah. her so them bonding was a sweet moment 
And then you have this, and they try it, and this is the gut punch of the issue, is that after all this, after, you know, Donna at Roy's grave, then all this conversation about Dick being gone and shot in the head, and then they, they try this plan, and it fails. The guy dies. You know, it's all for nothing. Yeah, they, they have to look up and tell Beast Boy, and sorry, Gar, he's gone. He's dead. Right. Um, well, and it's almost. I almost feel like this kid is a proxy for Dick. Because out of everyone that's been on the team, if we're using the old school, mm. Beast Boy's been on, you know, him and Raven have been with Dick the longest, you know? So it's almost like this guy's a proxy. Is that true? I mean, Raven, sure. I don't know. Yeah, Beast Boy. Beast Boy and Raven came in at the same time. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But Donna well, was Donna, there as well. Donna's yeah. been there, but yeah. But I'm going off of, you know, she's not reacting. She, she's doing her drinking, you know? <laughs> So, I but, actually I really like Donna in this issue because you know after she has her moment with Raven after she lets her anger go she comes in and yeah. does the Dick speech she you know and she, yeah. I mean she doesn't do this the speech after the guy dies he's like you know if Dick was here he'd, he'd say something to to yeah. make this be okay um, but she comes in and plays the leader role she she sort of takes a cue out of Dick's book uh, to get everyone yeah. on board um, which I thought was sweet so yeah I, I mean it teases the next thing you know Aqualad or you know what I mean Tempest Garth. Garth is coming, Garth. and he looks evil for some reason. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But yeah, I, like despite the fact that I, I'm not convinced the deaths and heroes in crisis are going to stick, and despite the fact that I'm annoyed at the Dick thing, it kind of that this issue, their reaction to Dick being shot, kind of made it work as a sort of an eulogy for that character who's kind of yeah. gone for now. It just it just reinforced how much I don't like this change in Dick. Oh yeah, but at least. At least they're leaning into it with his team, you know. Like, it's not like they're just ignoring it. They're just like, oh no, this happening to Dick would have consequences. Uh, and I'm now I'm curious to see how Damien, like, if if Damien's gonna react to it in Teen Titans, mm. you know, because that's what I'd want to see too. But but yeah, oof. Yeah. So I thought it was good, and they are still good in this as well. Might, yeah. People's people's it's, he's solid. I, I just love his beastly beast boy. Like, it looks, you know, he looks proper menacing when he freaks out, where he says he's effing dying. <laughs> like, you just feel that rage throughout. And, and uh, the, the one part of the issue I could do without is kind of Ben doing this kind of side eye snark to Miss Martian. Sure. Where he's like, yeah, you feel like you don't even know people. And it's like, well, that's your secret with her. You know, like don't don't be a jerk about it. She's just she's trying as hard as she can. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I mean, are, I'm just I'm just skimming through it just now. The art is really nice. I I think his humans look good, but I think his non-humans especially look really good. I think Miss Martian looks great. I think Beast Boy looks yeah. great. Um, yeah. Yeah, they look really really good. Um, but no, I, I like this. I feel like this was what was kind of missing from the early Titans issues, you know, back when, when mm-hmm. uh, Booth was on the art. Is I feel like this is doing a good job of having the character beats there for all the main characters. And they all feel important parts of the team, and it all feels like they're, they're being affected by the world and things are moving forward in, in, in some way. Even if you don't think the plot of the book's necessarily the greatest, and you know, it might be, it might not be, um, I, I think there's something eternally more readable right now about this book than there used to be. Uh, and I, yeah. I still liked the book back then. I still enjoyed it well enough, but this is better. Yeah, but it, just, it, yeah it felt like it was in a holding pattern. Yeah. And now it feels like it has a purpose. And, and even though that purpose might have changed a little bit now, 
because of the departure of, of Dick Grayson. You know, I'm through curious no to see fault where it goes. Of, through no fault of Abnet. Ima- imagine if Abnet no. was told, oh, you have to keep Dick, but he has to be this new Rick Grayson bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, that, that's that's when they announced Lobdell's taking over Titans as well. <laughs> Lobdell's doing Titans on Nightwing. I've already done done with the Lobdell Teen Titans Titans team. Like, it hurts. It does hurt. Yeah, I want no part of yeah. it. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Titan, Titans has been has been pretty solid mm-hmm. ever since issue twenty, I think three or twenty two, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. It's been really solid. I've, I've been digging it. So, um, are we giving it, Matt? Are we giving Titans? It's an eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. Um, hmm. I, I do like the the character beats here, uh, and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad they went through with the death of, of the Kyle character because had he made a miraculous day recovery, I'd have been like, oh man, this is cheese but the fact that they made it stick and how that's reacting and you know um uh donna's single tear down her cheek at the end you know i think that summed it up perfectly donna's pretty tough her her her, given the single tear means a lot means a lot um i will give it i'll also give it an eight that was a solid issue solid issue um all right uh, that'll take us on to Hawkman number five, Robert Vendetti right. writing and Brian Hitch on the art. Uh, you and Connor read this, but Connor's not here, which yes. means you are uh-huh. on your own. Hawkman five. Yeah, yeah. So we get uh, this is the the sciency issue, and we get uh, Ray Palmer budding up with with Carter, and he's trying to figure out why he's doing all these jumps. Like it's not making any sense. Why would he jump to the microverse? You know. Uh, and Ray comes up with the with the theory that these jumps, you know, time is this this weird creature where it's not linear. So the fact that he's jumping to these different times, he Hawkman doesn't have a chronological order. He's kind of scattered all over. So the fact he's leaving himself clues might be him from the future because he knows what he needs to, to fight these gigantic hawk beasts. That are that are showing up. Um, okay, so this is really, yes. this is very Doctor Who. I'm just going to say that right now. This is very yeah. Doctor Who. This plot, from from what I understand, um, and so they end up in this this section of the microverse where just his presence, a, a lot like in the other jumps, it sets off this this living planet. It's almost like Mazga, but or Mazga. That, Name. almost like mogo where he was this living planet um where he was uh he sounded like a zombie where he's not quite dead but he's not alive but he can still react so as soon as they get their mazga attacks and he creates like these groot looking tree creatures to attack them um and to get out of it ray's like oh well i have some tricks up my sleeve and he ends up going into like giant man mode so he can not just shrink, he can also grow. Uh, and he starts to fight Mazga alongside Carter. So nice little buddy issue. Uh, it gets super sciencey with this uh, about him. Like even on Earth, like he just because he died in Europe, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to reincarnate there. That might might have some bearing with him reincarnating in Japan or over, you know, on Krypton. Like, 
who knows what's going on there. So that's now the central mystery is is why why this is happening to him, why the nth metal has this reaction with him, and why why him and not anybody else. Um, but I like the combination of Ray and Carter. It's a fun pairing. You know, they're up there with mm. like Ollie and, and Hal as, as a buddy duo. So, so yeah, you have, you have the, the scientist and the meathead. Like, it goes together well. Hmm. How, how is, uh, is Hitchy's art still doing it for you? Yeah, it, it, it's still, it's still, you know, re- I don't want to call it replacement level because, because in base, in baseball, you have the stat called wins above replacement. And that's like, how worth how worthy the player is over like just the average Joe at that same position. And I feel like Hitch is kind of sometimes that average Joe level where it's, it's good, but he's not going to like win you any extra games, but it's his, his Hawkman looks good. His is the Adam Ray Palmer looks pretty good. So, you know, but not, nothing too bad. Like I don't have any nitpicks. I wish Connor was here because Connor nitpicks the art. More than I do, so I'm sure he'd find something. But yeah, it's serviceable. Don't remind me of the, the cross that wasn't there on that panel, and then was there yeah, on the next I panel. Know. Don't remind me of this. I know. That's one of one of the Connor-isms. Uh, dude, oh. he's, he's the worst. He's the actual worst. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what were you giving Hawkman? <laughs> yep. So, so this was this is a 7.5. Another solid issue. Not, nothing great, like, compared to the last couple where we've gotten some, like, cool timey wimey stuff with him finding different versions of himself this was just basically getting to the nitty-gritty so but yeah 7.5 all right okay uh that's on to plastic man number five which me and connor read connor's not here of course so i'm going solo for this one uh so this issue kind of starts with him saying oh yeah last issue i found out that all this cabal stuff was fake man i must have looked like a right chump God damn it. And then it cuts to the you flip the page uh-huh. and then the cabal's real. So he's talking about how much he was a chump he was for believing it and now they're, they're real. So now he's a double chump. He's 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 chumpceptioned himself. Uh so that's fun. And you you've got Air Queen B there, you got Doctor Psycho, you got Amazo, you you got this really wacky team there. Uh, and they've got yeah, a, no kidding. They've got a a a a, a Durlin. A Durlin. Durlin? Durlin? Okay. Sterling, yes, changers. Yeah. Uh, with, with the tentacles. Very, very the thing-esque creature from DC Comics. Ah. So, um, basically, this issue has him saying goodbye to the kid, right? He, he He's take, taking the kid out to a day at the fair uh, with his lady friend from the club, and they're having this perfect almost family outing. And he promises, he says to the kid, hey, like, you know, I'll accept you forever you are, and is a promise and they end up hugging and, and like kind of like it's this sweet embrace and then social services shows up behind them and he'll arrange this because he didn't think he was fit to look after the kid and wanted to make sure that you know he goes to a proper home and get, gets care that he needs right. but the kid's not happy he is he's is livid he's screaming he's like no you promise you're you're, you're full of shit uh, essentially, and even even his lady friend says the same thing. I, you know, I thought you were a good person deep down, and walks off, and it kind of leaves him in this place where he's like, you know, technically he did the right thing there, but everyone else is mad at him for for the way he did it, and he's like, oh, sometimes doing the right thing gets gets doesn't get you the points. <laughs> you know, you, you have to be hated while you're doing right. it. Uh, so he's having a tough time with that, and he actually he goes after Man Bat at one point because Man Bat's who was fighting who 
who was hired by um uh oh what's her face i forgot her name his 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 uh mm-hmm. his contact the one who told him about the the cabal in the first place the agent mm-hmm. uh but she she paid off man back to like you know attack him to pretend that the cabal was real uh but she calls him she's like no the cabal is real seriously the cabal is real damn it and you're chasing me right now he's what do you mean me it's like no you plastic man or sorry elongating man is or sorry, not plastic man why am i getting confused plastic man is chasing me uh yeah i'm, ha- I'm having a moment joe is because the flash came back so the elongating man's on the flash but the character's so oh. so plastic manny that real quick do i i never finished last year's flash because mm-hmm. i wasn't digging the thinker stuff yeah do i need to can i just jump into the season um there was a cliffhanger there was, there was a reveal right at the end of the season that you'd probably be worth watching the last couple of minutes of the, the finale just okay. to just okay. to be set up for this season but other than that probably not okay i'll Good. tell you this though uh ralph had one of the best lines of dialogue of the entire show in the premiere this this, this season okay well i'm there well, for ralph so your, your mic's going i think like, but the uh, the the line was what he's only just finding out time travels a thing, and he's been finding out about it off camera, and it just cuts to him having a conversation with Caitlin, where he says, "What I don't get is why didn't Eddie just have a vasectomy?" <laughs> and that just made me laugh. That was a great line. That yeah. was good. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so it's this, it's this, you know it's this, the Durlin who's just chasing after. So so. Okay. Plastic Man shows up and he fights the Durlin and we get a lot of wacky shapes. We get the you know, Durlin starts, you know, being a big mouth and try to eat him and he ends up having like a he turns his hand into like a uh an axle, you know, for a car, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, to lift it, to sort of, you know, to pry the mouth open. It's just it's really inventive fighting, it's very stuff. Um lots of big wacky like constructs, if you will, if you want to call them that. And you get the the, the uh, eventually the drill and goes full thing. It goes full like multiple mouths, multiple wacky, mm-hmm. you know, Giger esque, right. you know, just massive flesh and and whatever else. Uh, super 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 nasty, but it's really fun, really bombastic. And then the last page of the book, we actually go back to if you remember the girlfriend of the you know the gangster, the old the old uh, yeah. contact of of yours. Um, where he he messed up his girlfriend by trying to recreate the experiment that that happened to happened to Plastic Man, and it left her scarred, and she gets turned down for the singing job because of her looks, and she goes up and I shit you not she punches the guy who turns her down through the head. It goes to this this the side shot of of silhouette, and her hands yeah. going through his head, and it's just a splatter of blood coming out the other side. It is brutal. Wow, so that that that's a gear shift for this book. Uh, and then she's like, "This is all Elo O'Brien's fault. Um, I'll never work again, and it's all his fault. I'm going after him." And it ends with a close-up of her eyes, her evil eyes. She's coming for him. Oh snap! Uh, so no, I, I was still thinking the heart of this book's great, but the humor especially is is fantastic. And Plastic Man, when they they play with the, what he can do with his body, when they play with the fact that he can make anything out of his body, uh, it can be great fun. But Simone's got the voice down so well. Um, yeah, it, it's been such That's a good. Such a delightful read. And the art's great as well. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned that Adriana Emilio, of course, did the, the, the art. Um, very, very good as well. Uh, it's been consistent throughout the whole thing. Um, like I say, it's, it's the inventiveness. It's very pulpy. It's the sort of the... It's, it's, it's expressive, but it's expressive in a, almost a very like cartoony, uh, puffy way. You know, very... I guess that's where the pulpy comes from, but, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's what it is. And 
But they're good. Very, very inventive with all See, the, that, the that, that turn right there made me want to go back and check out the book. Yeah. Because uh, now I want to know what's up with her. Oh, yeah. So. Super, super pulpy. <coughs> oh. <coughs> I'm dying. Hold on. <laughs> I don't kill time, Matt. Well, I'm no, no, sorry. I, sorry. I, I, I clicked on a thing. We we, so, we have a term for that. It's called dead air, Matt. It's called dead yeah, air. Yeah, I know. Sorry, yeah. I was. There, there, I had Newsarama up from the from the solicits, and they had a, a Heroes in Crisis thing come up, and I got distracted. So God, it's like it's like working with a dog. There's a shiny shiny, shiny keys in the, the distance, and he gets distracted. Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> I'm like I'm going to dignify that with a response. Um, so no, Plasterman's oh. been super enjoyable though. Um, That's good. That's so good. this is a mini, of course. This is only got one issue left. Yeah. This is the second last issue. We got issue six, mm. is the final one. That's next month. So looking forward to it. Good, good, good. So I, I'd give that a solid. Um, solid eight. I, I can't fault it. I mean, yeah, Adrenalin shows up, and I, I automatically pop for that. So you know, they're cool. Can't fault it, and the, the, the way they're playing with his guilt, the way they're playing. If if anything, my only real complaint about the issue is that I think the first page is very recap heavy. And while I appreciate recapping the events, I, I I wish DC Comics would put a recap page in more. It's it's in narration boxes, and it's like yeah. the the first page is just this wall of narration boxes to explain the, what's happened so far. And I appreciate the effort, but it's like this could have been condensed a bit. <laughs> this could, this could have been made a bit briefer or whatever, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, you know, condense it. I mean, Plastic Man can condense his body. Why? Why can't we condense the? Yeah, the, the... I I miss those recap pages from from the comics when I was growing up because mm. you would just pick up any comic and they would have who each character is, a quick little like what they're like for X Men, their power set, yeah. and what happened in the last issue that led to this. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Marvel still got recap pages. I mean, yeah. Somehow Bendis gets to do it on action for some reason. For some reason, yeah. just on action comics, we get we get a recap page. I don't know why, but maybe recap. maybe it's up to the writer and just most of the contemporary writers don't want to do one. You know, I can't. I feel I feel like it'd be. It, I think it'd be closer to fifty fifty if it was up to the writer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I feel like this is an editorial thing, but for some reason Bendis is getting away with it on action. Yeah. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well, he can keep working his magic because I love action. So oh, action's great, yeah. Anyway, that, that's uh, that's the books this week, which does right. take us on to our last section of the podcast, where we we pick our favorite books of the week. We do our top five, we do our best cover of the week, best art, and best panel slash moment. So, best panel slash moment, Matt, what are you picking? Yeah, so so mine's from Superman, and it is the the Superman admitting that he wants to pop. Uh, Batman's head off sometimes and just John's reaction mm. to that like it's a nice little surprise like I couldn't believe Bendis had Superman say that you know that's like good. that's good yeah you know I have temptations to go with the Adam Strange page at the end I've got temptations that's... to go with uh, Supergirl uh, reaction to Crypto you know catching the, the that's pretty good the, the crystal but I think I'll actually go with Titans I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler dying like you know the confirmation though sorry he's dead it didn't yeah. work because I I think that dark ending took took a little bit of balls not to, to have the cop out. So, big time. Uh, big I, time. I, you know, 
it hit me hard. It was like, oh, all, all hope is truly gone. We're screwed. Yeah. Uh, so I respect that. I respect that. Uh, so next up, best cover of the week. And there's a few contenders here, I think, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. What were you What are you thinking, Matt? So, so mine has to be the, the Hughes variant for Superman. I love that big open space over the Daily Planet, and Superman's over there. Yeah. Oh man, it looks great. But I also love Supergirl with the the Connor Crypto. But I picked those in the past. Even so just the the, the Art Germ uh, main covers. Really nice. <sighs> It's a little bit too close to manga for me on this one. I can see that. Uh, Wonder Woman's main cover is fantastic as well. Yeah. As is the, yes, the variant. Is. The variant. Uh, variant. Yeah. Um. If I, that Wonder Woman variant may have to be my pick, uh, I may have to go with that. Yeah. I, I also like the Catwoman variant. That one. Who did yeah. that? That was. Uh, that was art. See, that's an art germ that I really enjoy. Is that uh, Catwoman variant? Yeah, so. like you can you can kind of tell by the same person, but de- he's definitely put a different style into the face for the for yeah. Supergirl. Um, but no, nah, I, I like how his covers look. But no, nah, I'm gonna go with the Wonder Woman one, which I think was uh, Frisian. I think um, Frisian. Yeah, um, it's, it's a, ever since Rucka kicked uh, what's his face off, they've been Frisian. Yeah. So um, and you guys seem, seem tend to love her covers. I, I I like them, but I don't tend to love them as much as you do. But I think this close yeah. up of her face with the 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 the, the white for eyes sure. of the magic yeah. is really working for me. Uh, so, yeah. uh, best art of the week. Oof. What are you, you picking? This is a tough one because it's a, it's a four way as of right now. Mm. And so let so, me guess. Uh, I'm gonna, Reese, I'm to you. Collins, McGuire, and Jones. It was actually uh, Peoples. Oh, Peoples. This okay, cool. Fourth one. So this one's this one's really tough. Well, and even you could throw Tech in there too. For Segovia, that that was that oh, was solid. yeah, that was good, yeah. And L- Lupacino, like um, this, is, this is a t- tough one. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's, I think it's between the three. I think it's between the first three. I said. Um, okay. I, I you know I really like the Collins and the Flash this week, and mm. I gave it to Supergirl last time. Maybe the last two times that Supergirl yeah, was out. Worse. But I, I still think Supergirl's the one that's that's really nailing it for me more than the others. Yeah. You know what? Because of all the big blockbustery stuff, I'm going to give it to Superman. Okay. And because it balanced the blockbustery stuff with the flashback. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go yeah, I'm going to go with Supergirl. Which uh, is becoming a bit of a trend here. Um, yeah. Next up, then, uh, we have top five books of the week. So there you go, Matt. Take it, take it away. So, so, number one, Superman. Number two, Supergirl. Number three, The Flash. Number four, Titans. And number five, um, what am I going to go with number five? Think number five, I'll go Catwoman. All right. Um, I'm going to go Supergirl number one. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with oh, Superman number two, Flash number three. This is very close so far. <laughs> and then I think after that, we're looking at... I think we're looking at maybe Titans. Yeah, it's a lot of Titans. Yeah, Titans, and then Plastic Man. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
That's my, my you go swerve. My pick. Do that curveball right in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman was good, but I I, I think that just because it felt like that the you know that middle chapter kind of syndrome. Um, yeah, it, it, it couldn't rank as highly as the other ones, but it was a solid. As as I was reading my my books on the plane, I was like, wow, this is a very solid week hmm. for yeah. comics. So. Uh, which does lead me to tell you what's coming next week. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's here's what's coming up on the docket. So we do have Sideways number nine that's carrying over from what should have been out this week. Uh, we have Justice League Dark number four, which is the next part of the crossover. We have Justice League ten. We have Aquaman forty one, which is uh, part of the the build up to the next Justice League arc. We have Batman fifty seven. We have Green Lantern's fifty seven, which is the final issue of that that series. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to be hating Nightwing fifty one because we're gluttons for punishment. Um, I'm, yeah. fa- I'm fairly confident though that'll be the last one of uh, the, the book we read I... until it's changed. Uh, yeah. uh, also, out next week that we're not covering is Damage number ten, Harley Quinn fifty two, New Challengers number six, and Teen Titans twenty three. So it's a lighter week next week for sure. Um, yeah, not not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, that said though, I don't think all of the punishment issues for me and Connor will be next week because we have the, the fifth week to uh, do them as well. Um, yeah. I think Connor has two, so he might do one next week. Um, depends right. though because he, he's getting back from vacation like the day before with a car so maybe we don't have time to even do that but it'll be squeezing in uh, the books we have uh, so that is uh, that's that basically the show so now, now is the time where I will say if you like the show and if you want to support it if you want to support everything else we do but mainly this show if you're listening to it is go over to patreon.com slash TV and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month and that is super great and we'd appreciate it and love it um at the five dollar tier you get the bo- access to the, the monthly bonus episode that me and connor do where we do like a trade paperback or a graphic novel or whatever um last one we did was gotham central volume one uh, that was a, a good discussion uh, and then right now actually in fact the deadline for this technically is like in 24 hours i'll probably extend it by a couple of days i'll get yeah. i'll give everyone till like thursday to to vote on patreon if you haven't already uh for the monthly episode this month is a vote on patreon you can you can go vote and it's a horror theme vote so we have a uh, volume one of alan or swamp thing up there we have volume one of mm-hmm. hellblazer uh, arkham asylum a serious house and a serious earth and we have the wake notably that's three vertical books because mainline dc doesn't have a whole lot of horror yeah. <laughs> uh without it so but yeah so please guys we'll vote. vote for the wake because that's an that's an episode i would watch to see how pete reacts to the wake Nah, if you, if you don't, don't, don't you try and encourage the votes. You want to vote, you, you, you. you oh, pull I me like up. the wake. <laughs> I just you being the sci-fi horror fan, I feel uh, like the wake's right up your alley. Mm. So I suspect, I, I suspect so. Um, so that's uh, that's that's the stuff coming up. Obviously, get mm-hmm. us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. And you can get me specifically on Twitter at Wibble Eighty Nine. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me at Matt of Steel 57 And if you want to get that blank space that is Connor, you can go at <laughs> Connor Ryan 94 uh, But that is that is all the, the plugging, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, by all means, like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. All that stuff is good. Apologies once again for this episode being so late. Um, it's a rare, rare occasion where we have to do this. Uh, next week, back to normal on Saturday. Uh, but that is that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading dc comics guys and always remember to never get lost in the speed force